getting ready to go back to school means new routines, homework, getting back into things, and that can be stressful for us and for our kids. So today, we're going to talk about how to have a stress-free back to school. Yeah, it's possible. Stay tuned. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Redefining Balance for Working Moms. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host, and I'm so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. Did you know that this podcast has over 300 episodes? I know, kind of blows my mind. It like quietly passed that 300 mark as we were in our Summer of Joy series. But over the last six years, this podcast has had so many amazing guests on to help working moms just like you and me find tips and inspiration to do all of the things that God has called us to, to redefine what balance looks like for ourselves and to go after it in the best ways possible. And if you've been along this journey in those last six years, thank you so much. And it's kind of fun to see how everything with Your Life Rocks has kind of molded and changed over the years, but so many things have still stayed the same. Now, today I am replaying an episode, episode 90. (laughs) I said we were over 300 episodes, so this is quite a few years back. But as many as the amazing episodes and amazing guests that we've had on the show I have to say, and I hate to even say this because it makes me feel bad for anyone else, but this is probably one of my favorite parenting podcasts we've ever done. And it is with my friend, Joy Acaso. And I've had her on so many other times after this because it was just amazing. Like it's everything that you need to hear. It's fully equipping you to cut down on stress and anxiety when it comes to back to school. It's a stressful time. Like we have to get back into the routines of school and homework and teachers and you know, all of those things. And it can be a hard adjustment. So Joy is going to help us today with some tips to help us take some of the stress and anxiety out. I hope that you enjoy this flashback episode from so many years ago. And I hope that it blesses you. Even if you've heard it before, it blesses you today as much as it did back then. And if this is your first time hearing it, I know it's going to bless you. Now, a little bit about Joy. She is an anxiety support coach and psychotherapist And you can learn more about her at joyacaso.com. That's J-O-Y-A-C-A-S-O. You can find her over on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook. She's full of amazing wisdom, practical advice. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Joy. Joy, welcome back to Your Life Rocks. I am so excited to have you back on. Now, listeners, Joy was back with us in the beginning of the school year, helping us with our kids and changes and just how we can really communicate with them and getting started for the change of a new school year. And you are back today with even more great parenting tips for us, which I'm super excited to get into. But before we get into all of that good stuff, Tell us a little bit about you for those listeners who haven't yet met you and what's new with you for everyone who does know you. Yes. Hi, Jenny. And hi to all your listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, having me come back on your show. We had a great time last time and and I know that this is going to be amazing. I'm always you know excited to talk about parenting and just really helping our, our children thrive. 
which is, that's what I'm busy doing, still helping families. And my daughter actually turned 10 last week. So now we have a preteen. Oh house. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> We're having to navigate that. And we do have our four-year-old son as well. So they're keeping us busy and just, yeah, we're just, you know, doing all those things and still serving at church. My husband is an elder and a lot of things going on at our local church as well. So we're busy there too, but busy, but exciting. So. I love it. I love it. That's life, right? Like it's, we can either choose to be busy and dressed uh, yeah. or we can choose to be busy and like excited about everything that's going on. Yes. Yes. I love that word choose. Yeah. (laughs) It is a choice. It is a choice. Absolutely. Balance is a choice every single day. One of my mentors once told me happiness was a choice. We had a, someone, a client in who was just not very happy. And she's like, Jenny, just always remember happiness is a choice. And I was like, okay, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Well, Joy, I'm really excited to learn from you today because you have so much wisdom in everything that you share. And and I love that you said you really love to help children thrive. And I think that in the process of that, you really help parents thrive as well. And gosh, a four-year-old and a 10-year-old. So you were like in the trenches of, (laughs) of everything that you know about parenting. Like you really are in practical application. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm really excited to be learning from you today. And you know, you, you guys, the reason why I had asked Joy if she would come back on and share is because she's just so brilliant with communication with our children. And I think that that is such a, a beautiful gift to have. And it's something I'm always trying to striving to work towards being better myself with my kids. And Joy, I know you've been doing a lot of really great things. I've seen you sharing on Instagram, just about rephrasing sometimes even the things that we're saying with our kids. So I'm excited to learn from you today on the things that I can apply to my kids. So welcome to preteen. My (laughs) preteen is about to become a actual teenager. He'll be 13 in April. I know, like, I just don't understand how fast the time goes. And you know, looking at like 13, it's like five more years and he'll be like pretty oh, much an adult, right. which is kind of crazy. So I'm kind of going through the motions of like thinking and evaluating, have I really set him up best for life? Have I communicated everything to him that I want him to know about himself and about the world and about God and about people and love and, you know, just all of the things, which, you know, right. no pressure, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's like serious business raising people. So I'm really excited to be learning from you. So what tips do you have for us around even just like why communication is so important for us as parents to our kids? Yes, communication is definitely very important because that is what helps us connect with our children. And we can either facilitate that, you know, their growth as individuals as God is molding them, or we can be a hindrance, right? In that in their growth, because even though we are, you know, saved and redeemed by God, we are still in the flesh and we can't take that for granted. And I think sometimes as parents, we do. And so we have to stay focused and firm in the Lord, even as we are parenting our children, that battle between like the things of the spirit and the things of the flesh kind of get in the way of our parenting. And sometimes that can, again, hinder our connection with our children. And so the tips that I'm going to give today are in no particular order. So just bear with me and then, you know, we'll talk about it 
one by one in detail. The first thing that I wanted to share is that, you know, we have to really be intentional about parenting out of faith rather than fear. Our society now is very driven, fear-driven, and our culture now is a lot about sheltering our kids and really like imposing on them rather than letting them be a part of the process. And I feel like, you know, as Christian parents, we can be victorious rather than feel defeated. And I've been studying like the anatomy of fear and what it does to our bodies and our minds. And it's not good. Like it's not something that we we want to be a part of our lives. A little fear, yes, you know, we know that the function of fear is that to let us know that and motivate us to change or maybe if there's, you know, if we're in danger, that flight or fight response, you know, that comes out of fear. But when it's starting to consume us, when that is our foundation for parenting, then we miss out on a lot of things that God has really planned for us. You know, He wants parenting to be something that we rely on Him and not on ourselves. And when we parent out of faith, our communication will flow better. Our communication and connection will just go smoother and it looks a lot different when we parent out of faith. So for example, I've heard a lot of parents say like, you know, my role is to challenge my children and to push them, which I get. And and I understand that. And we have good intentions for making sure that our children are successful, that our children really, you know, thrive in life. But there is an approach that we need to use and we need to think about you know, in that mindset that, okay, I want to make sure that our children are successful in all their endeavors. So when we parent out of fear, we push them, but then the connection is missing. And when we parent out of fear, it's more of imposing. And we're the ones that are always talking. That's the first time that we're, (laughs) you know, parenting out of fear is that whenever they come to us with anything, you know, just they show us their projects or they tell us an opinion about something on the news that they heard about. And then if we're talking 90% of the time, that's pretty much a good gauge that, you know, we are, we are parenting out of fear. So parenting out of faith looks a lot different in a way that, you know, for example, I had done a post on Instagram, which was actually a true story. I had been working with a family and their daughter wasn't doing very well in math. And she came home one day and she said, you know, I raised my F to a D. And their first response was, you know, we're proud of you, but we know that you can do better. And I was listening to them and I said, okay, like I I understand, you know, yeah, you can do better. Absolutely. But parenting out of faith tells us that in that moment, like what's more important, our child or the grade? So if our child is saying like, you know, I raised my F to a D, which we later found out from the conversation that the reason why she raised her grade is because she actually got a hundred on her test Mm. that day. So fear pushes us to jump into conclusions. Faith says, listen, enjoy the moment and let your child talk. So, and hold on. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. I love that about like fear pushing. 
us yes. into, into making those because I'm so guilty of this as a parent, you know, like my mind automatically will jump into some kind of preset conclusion that is always right, the worst right. case scenario. And, and I do, I find myself just jumping right in to speak. And I love that you put in there, you know, that imposing rather than letting them be part of the process. And I think I'm so guilty of just imposing my own thoughts and my own fears on them versus asking those questions and really exploring where they're at and versus, you know, just assuming the worst every single time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm right in the journey with you. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I think we've all done that, you know, as parents, we have good intentions. But again, you know, that conversation, if your child is coming to you happy, let them, (laughs) like, you know, you can tell them later on, like, okay, so, you know, you raised your grade to a D, now what is our plan? So what I've discovered from working with teens and youth in the past is that when we say, but you can do better, actually does not encourage them. What it does to their confidence is that it actually makes them feel less than and that they'll never measure up. Mm -hmm. So when they told me, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, I understand. So we do have to be careful with our words, not to say that, you know, we can't have those hard conversations, but we just have to pick the right time. So when something like that happens, then we can say, you know, what do you think worked? How were you able to raise your grades so that, you know, we can keep doing that? So that sounds more encouraging rather than saying, I'm proud of you, but, you know, you can do better. That's good. So it's really about asking them questions. Yes. And getting them to kind of respond versus, and again, going back to right what you were saying before that, like if you're the one who's always talking, then you're probably parenting out of fear versus out of faith. Right. So if we have been guilty of this, can we repair it? Like, what can we do to go back? Because now I'm like, oh my gosh, my poor son probably thinks that he is less than because I've so many times like, you can do better. You can do better. This is not, you know, you're smarter than this. So how do you repair that once you have already opened your mouth and, and let the fear flow out? Right. So I love that question. So parenting out of faith tells us that it's okay to admit when we have done wrong. You know, Christ has modeled that, you know, for us. And what we can do is moving forward. So when you are, you know, out with your children and you're you're just, you know, out for snacks or coffee or frozen yogurt, right? And when things are not heated. So this is when things are not heated and things are calm, you can say And what I've also found, by the way, is that if we don't feel awkward about it, they won't be awkward about it, too. So we got to make sure that we are in the right space. We've prayed about it, breathed through it. And then we can say something like, you know, I've been learning that it's not really about the outcome. And you can word it as far as like, okay, what's appropriate for his age and their maturity? And can they understand the words, you know, that, Mm. that I'm using? You can say like, you know, I'm learning that it's not really about the outcomes, but really enjoying the process. And so when you're in school, like really what's really more important is that learning, you know, or when you are trying new things, that's more important than the end product or like I'm learning all these things and I just want to, you know, share them with you. And I want to be able to apply that in our relationship as, you know, mom and son or mom and daughter. 
And I, I want to be able to moving forward that I get to choose the words that are more encouraging for you and words that will be edifying for you rather than, you know, because I want to help you be more confident and I want to help you be able to face the challenges that you are going to have in your life, you know, and just, yeah, just admitting that like, okay, you know, I'm learning new things about what it means to be the best mom for you. I love that. I love that it's coming from that lens of I'm learning, I'm in a process of, because I think it just evokes grace. I mean, obviously, you know, so many kids that are, if they're younger, they might not quite make that correlation, but it also sets that example of, you know, I'm learning, I didn't do it right, and I'm sorry, and I, I, I need your help. So right. I love it just with that spirit of setting that example too. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be so intense because I, I think children don't really, you know, like intense moments anyway. <laughs> so the more, you know, kind of a balance between, okay, this is a casual, not so awkward, but important conversation that I need to have with my kids so that they understand that, that I'm not perfect. And that, you know, as you said, like grace for me and for them. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cause it does go both ways. Right. Right. So parenting more out of faith rather than fear. And a sub tip for that is that making sure that we are, as parents, are also influenced by the Word of God. So when I was thinking about our talk today, I was thinking about all the influences that our children have, you know, in the world. But it's not just them. Like, we are also influenced by a lot of other things, um, whether it's society or culture or things that we see you know, are we setting our eyes on the things above or are we setting our our eyes on the things right here, you know, the temporal? So another example that I had with a family that I was helping was that one of their, and this is like very common now too, like their kids came to them and said that they didn't want to go to college and instead become a YouTuber. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, this is like very common now. And of course, you know, their reaction was like, oh, no, you can't do that. Like, what kind of future are you going to have? Why would you think that you shouldn't be going to college anymore? You know, that kind of thing. And again, I get this. Like, I think that, like, you know, our reactions are normal and things like that. But but if we, you know, set our eyes on the Lord, like, we need to, our posture for parenting has to be like this open hands, you know, and just really surrendering. Are we really surrendering our kids to the Lord? How do we know that he's not the one that planted that desire in their hearts? You know what I mean? Like he is able to do anything, you know, through our children. And are we believing that? And then there's also the other side to it that, you know, children change their minds all the time. Do we really have to shut them down right away? Mm and say no right away, you know? So like we have to really make sure that in order for us to parent out of faith, we need to be grounded in the word. And we need to make sure that I think that that is, you know, our most important work is to be grounded in the word and really spending time 
in the Lord so that we can be really influenced by his word and his teachings rather than, you know, what we see in our culture or society or what our fear dictates sometimes too. Mm, I think that that's so good just because I, you know, for me, my discernment level is way better when I'm mm-hmm. in the world. Like I, oh, I yes. completely, and yes. you know, sometimes I think that that's really what it comes down to is just being able to, to have that discernment, to have that wisdom, like that thought of mind when you hear, I'm not going to college, I'm going to start a YouTube channel or yeah. whatever weird random thing that you're kids right. that day. Right. It's always going to be different. But yes. you know, I think that that's really where that discernment piece comes in because it is certainly that balance of like when to speak up to protect them and to guide right. them right. and when to just, you know, like you said, they'll, they'll probably change their mind. So maybe give it a week. <laughs> yeah. But having that discernment yeah. to be able to like, okay, is this where I should speak? Or is this when I should be silent? Is this where I should allow them to kind of express themselves and go down that path? Or is this where I should be like, you know, maybe we should have a conversation about this. Right, right. Which brings me to the next, the next one. The next tip is that encourage a dialogue. You guys, it's back. Life Balance Method starts a new 12-week program on September 11th, and now is the time to sign up and get ready. You'll learn the life balance system to grow in every area of your life, be more productive, and build solid routines that are the backbone of balanced living, all while keeping you focused on putting God first in your life and living in community. The 12-week program includes weekly lessons to learn the system while you live it out. Plus, I'm going to mail you a life balance planner as an extra resource to help you include the program and its principles in your everyday life. Now, these are audio lessons, which are easy to incorporate into your weekly routine and apply to your already busy life. Why not end the year strong and on the right note and let the next 90 days be the time frame that helps you get organized, clear, and ready to do all that God has called you to? You'll get lessons on each area of life, including your faith, marriage, parenting, home, finances, health, career, and friends and fun. Beyond giving order to these areas of life, you'll learn the monthly, weekly, and daily process of keeping everything balanced in your own unique way. Enroll early and save. Go to yourliferocks.com and click on the programs and resources to learn more. So when we think of communication, you know, we should think in terms of dialogue. So instead of, you know, telling them like, oh, no, I don't think you should be a YouTuber. I think you would make a great doctor. It's funny because like, you know, they'll have like 20 people telling them that they should be a doctor. And then there's, you know, they're like, no, no, no. Or like, you know, teachers who, and I've experienced this in my line of work, like teachers will say like, oh, you're so great at science. You should go to med school and things like that. And then here is a child going, no, I think I should be, (laughs) I should be a YouTuber. But we should encourage a dialogue rather than saying like, you know, again, that's our opinion. They also have their own thoughts and, you know, God created them to be that way, to have feelings and thoughts and they're not robots. They're human too, just like us. And, you know, they have desires and dreams and they're not exempt from that. So we have to respect that in the form of like, you know, creating that space to have a dialogue with them and just say, okay, well, what kind of, and it also buys you time. When I tell parents all the time, like, 
when you are having a dialogue with your children, it buys you time to kind of formulate like what you're going to say and what approach you're going to take. So ask them questions. Like you said, Jenny, earlier, like, you know, it's better to ask them questions like, okay, so what kind of YouTube channel would you want to have? And, you know, who is your role model for that? Like, is there somebody that has inspired you to think in terms of having a YouTube channel and things like that? And in that dialogue, you're able to also learn more about them and more of their interests and their passion. Because then when you are having that dialogue, they're more open to receive your opinions too. And they're more open to receive your suggestions. You know, Mm, you you can kind of direct it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's good too, because it allows you, I love that one, you said it buys you time because there are times that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to say right now. Yes. Um, That's going to be not hindering you, but be helpful. (laughs) I am (laughs) all about time because I am very reflective. So I need to like, okay, what are you saying right now? (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's so smart. And I think that that's really that habit, right? To build is to immediately go to asking the questions versus like shutting them down and being like, you're going to do what now? That's so stupid. (laughs) Right. right. Um, But asking those questions, I think is really helpful. And who knows, you might be asking questions that they hadn't thought of that might make them be like, oh, you know, you're right. I hadn't really thought of that before. So maybe I need to rethink this where they can almost come to their own conclusion without you having to spur them in that direction. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And it gives them that sense of belonging that, you know, okay, you know, I can tell my mom, this is where it all comes down to like when we say like, you know, you can tell me anything. Before you say that you can tell me anything to you, please make sure that you are ready for them to really tell you anything and everything. But dialogue, just, you know, keep that in mind. Okay, I need to be having a dialogue with my children where it's a two-way, you know, they're talking, I'm talking, we're both listening, you know, we're listening to each other and things like that. So this is it. Like, they'll tell you everything if you set it up in a way that, you know, we can have dialogues, we can have conversations, and we can brainstorm together. That's really good. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, this sounds good, I wish that this is the way that my parenting relationship with my child was, but we've just never done it this way. Like, how do you course correct? Like, how do you kind of set that new direction or a new habit or a new type of communication relationship with your child if it's not already like, you know, in a good place? Yes. That's a good question. So some things that you can try for the listeners out there, you can set aside day dates or date nights, you know, with your children, preferably like one-on-one. Now, I know sometimes it could be a challenge if you have like multiple children. If you're able to, I would say, you know, take them out one by one so that you can um, spend quality time with them. And don't expect immediate results. If this is something that is new for you and your child, you know, little steps like take them out to their favorite place to eat, that kind of thing. Use small talk at first and ask them questions about their friends as an expert on what your children do and who their friends are and things like that. Like, you know, what is important for my child right now? So, okay, if you're observing that, like, They are into their friends, for example. So bring that up, you know, oh, how is so-and-so? And And like, you know, you told me the other day that this happened. Are they okay? Or 
if they're into a certain sports or things like that, a sports team, have those things that they consider important in their lives at the moment to be the conversation starter. And then go from there. And as they get used to spending time with you, especially if this has not been like the norm in your house, right? Don't be discouraged because, you know, you can always build up on it and just start slowly. And then as you get used to spending time together, then you'll be able to talk more and then the dialogue will come naturally. Those are really good tips. Yeah, I I definitely have seen, you know, some friends of mine that, you know, like as you go through like the preteen years, like so much just changes in your relationship with your kids. And, you know, and even with our kid, we have to be very intentional about keeping the dialogue going and keeping conversation going because there are certain parts of their life that they want to start keeping private. And so it can become Mm. very emotionally charged. And for me, I've had to just really pray for those opportunities. to open up where he would let his guard down and allow me to ask some questions because it started getting to the point where I would start asking some questions and he would kind of look at me like weird like why do you want to (laughs) know like the fear was on his side you know versus my side of what I wanted to know and you know and then of course that makes my fear like just go even more like why do you not want to tell me yeah (laughs) it becomes you know going in the direction that I don't want it to go in and so I really have had to just start praying for God to provide those opportunities for us to be able to connect for his guard to come down and for me to slow down my mind versus jumping to those conclusions so I think that that's really valuable thank you so much I love that I love praying for opportunities to let his you know our children's guard down um very important And then, you know, for us to listen to the Holy Spirit too, to say like when they do have their guard down, like we need to be paying attention. And as you said, you know, the discernment has to come in. I remember, this is not about my children, but I remember when I had worked in a counseling center and I would always pray that, you know, God would give me the opportunity to share the gospel and everything. And one day my coworker came over to me to ask me a question and I just kept typing, you know, because I was typing my notes and then she came and asked me a question and then the Holy Spirit was like, hello. Haven't you been praying for people to, you know, for opportunities? And that's when I was like, oh, that's right. So I stopped what I was doing and like, you know, had to really like give her my full attention. So we have to be also ready. We have to be ready to receive it. And when God presents the opportunity and says, oh, okay, here, here's your child. She's going to say something today. You know, just make sure that you are, you're giving them their full attention, that you're also ready to listen because those opportunities will come. They will. Yeah. I love that you say to be ready for them because I think so much, you know, with so many different parts of our life, God will present us those opportunities like he did with your coworker and we really have to be ready to be able to receive them. So I love that. So Joy, your number one tip you had for us was to be parenting out of faith versus fear and so many great things. I'm just like taking notes feverishly as you were covering just the first tip. And then the second one was really creating the dialogue, uh, which I think is really important in so many ways. And we were just talking about praying for that opportunity for the dialogue. What is your your third tip for us? The third one is ask for their opinions. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so let's say anything, anything random. It could be random or it could also be something that is happening, you know, around us that is a perfect like 
conversation starter because especially in the preteen and teen ages, I have found that they will talk if you let them. So, but they might not talk about themselves, but you can ask them for their opinions about anything like, oh, you know, this happened today. What do you think? Like, what would you do if you were in their shoes? Or, you know, I have this, you know, this client that I'm working with and this is what they're dealing with. And what would you do? You know, that those kinds of things, because they want to know that they matter and they want to be heard. And if we ask them their opinions, it might not directly relate to them, but that still will give you an opportunity to know them more. And then you'll, you know, you'll just remember that, okay, like this is their thinking process because you also want to know like, you know, their, their thinking process, right? Or for example, if they come to you and they tell you like, oh, my friends broke up today. And then you can ask them like, okay, like, you know, what would you do in their situation if that happened? Like, how would you handle something like that? So ask for their opinions about anything, or it could be a movie that you're watching. Ask them about it after you see the movie and just, you know, kind of get their thoughts on those things. So ask for their opinions so they can have the opportunity to also express who they are. And then you're able to really get to know them and be the expert on your kids. That's so great. And I love too that you said it allows you to be able to see kind of what they're their thinking processes and the way that they approach different things. And, you know, I know for me, I mean, gosh, sometimes my kids will say something. I'm like, that's brilliant. (laughs) I'm amazed. Like it makes me feel like, oh my gosh, I actually did something right and amazing. (laughs) You would like approach it that way. But, you know, there's also been times where they say things. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. It's the opposite. I'm like, well, well, hold on. We need, we need to discuss this because that's just kind of crazy. So I love that you do get to kind of see that window in by asking them those questions. And I love the, the different opportunities that you gave us too and asking those questions about, you know, things that happen in our day, things that they're talking about to ask their opinion about, but even just movies, especially I think that's important as we're moving through like these preteen, early teen years where relationships are starting to become like a thing, you know? Yes. And it scares me a little bit because it's like, oh, I don't want their, you know, what do they think love is going to be? And what do they think a true friend is and does? And, you know, just all of those, those core relationships and communications and the way that they treat other people and the way that they allow people to treat them. And, but movies really allow you to see that full gamut and then being able to ask questions. I think that that's a really powerful tool that I'm probably going to be using. So I so appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, of course, of course. So that was the third one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's perfect. So I love these three tips that you shared with us. I just thank you so much for coming back on the show. Now, before we let you go and before I tell everyone that they have to go and subscribe to your YouTube channel and watch every video that you have on there because oh, you're brilliant you. <laughs> and so generous in how much knowledge you give away. I know you have a Bible verse for us today too. I do. Just to encourage your listeners out there, um, parents, busy parents and parents who maybe you're, you know, you're struggling with some things with your children, or maybe you're in a good place right now and you just, you know, want to make sure that you keep going. I want to let you, you know, encourage you today that, you know, God is the one that sustains us even in our parenting. 
we're able to surrender every area of our lives. And that includes, you know, for us parenting. And I want to leave you with a verse from Isaiah 41, 18. And it says, On bare heights, I will open up rivers. And in the middle of valleys, fountains, I will make a desert into a pool of water and a dry land into outflowings of water. As a reminder that God is able to do anything and all things, even in our relationship with our children. I love that so much. I just really think that that, like that verse gives me goosebumps and everything that we've been talking about because I've heard that verse with parenting before about, you know, just sometimes when you think like your kids are lost or you just get so worried about, about where they are, but knowing that God can turn it around, he can turn anything around. And I think that that just brings it right back to the power of really making sure that we're bringing our kids before the Lord and, and praying over them daily. Yes. Amen. Mm. Definitely. So good. Well, Joy, it was such a pleasure to be learning from you and, and to be talking with you today. Like I said, you just give have so much wisdom that you give so generously. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you have not yet popped on over to YouTube, make sure you do and subscribe to Joy's channel. Now, Joy, where can they find you on YouTube? What's your channel and where else can they find you? Because I know you are everywhere <laughs> giving out wisdom. Yes, I'm on Instagram and YouTube and it's both Joy Acaso. So you can find me there and I do share more resources and tools for parents. And they are amazing resources. I absolutely love following you. So if you're looking for her, it's Joy, J-O-Y. That's the one I messed up. It's Joy. (laughs) So easy. Joy. And then the last name is A-C-A-S-O, correct? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we look forward to having you on again in the future. Thank you, Jenny. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. Just because the show is over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Hit subscribe and dive into another episode or jump on over to my YouTube channel for more content to help you thrive as a working mom. Ready to get into action? You can find a number of resources at yourliferocks.com, including the free weekly success planning course. Sign up for free at yourliferocks.com. Talk to you soon.